Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Scrumcast. I'm Derek Neighbors. I'm Roy Van Order. I'm Perry Reiner. I'm Chris Connybeer. So today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, community in Scrum. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I think one of the things that every team struggles a little bit with is um, how do you get outside of just your team? Meaning uh, you can inspect and adapt all you want, but if the only model you have is your own, um, you probably are not going to inspect and adapt nearly as much as if you're influenced by other teams, other models, coaches, etc. So how do we get outside of our own uh, insular team and how do we get into a larger community? Um, and so, you know, how are you guys seeing people engage in community around uh, Agile and Scrum currently? So for us um, here at Integrum, we actually participate in the local user group, the Scrum Alliance user group, which uh, it, it is something great because we get to meet people all throughout the valley here in uh, Phoenix that are involved in Scrum, and we get to talk to them about some of the, the issues that they're having during their implementations, and we get to learn from them. Um, I think it's very beneficial, and Roy and I were just at it la last week and had a great time. I think that uh, I think the scrum user groups are great for that type of stuff, and and even exploring some of the user groups that are that are for other agile methodologies. Like let's say you're doing scrum, it definitely doesn't hurt to try to attend some of the lean or maybe kanban type uh, user groups as well to try to see some, see things from another perspective. Even if you have no intention of switching over to something like that, like there's a little bits and pieces or technical practices that you might be able to steal and apply to uh, your team as well. I know a lot of a lot of communities have um, XP groups as well. Some of the bigger metro areas have uh, XP groups. There's usually uh, IABA, which are the Institute of International Business Analysts, um, and PMI, which both are starting to bring on some agile methodologies. So um, sometimes that's a good place, maybe not necessarily to learn as much, but to share. Um, some of what's going on, and, and especially if you've done an agile transition recently, probably a lot of people going through uh, similar things to be able to share experience and share stories with. I think there's a ton in the way of um, good conferences and uh, good, I don't want to say coaching opportunities, but training opportunities out there as well. Um, you know, in, in the Agile Open series, the Open Spaces, um, as well as Agile 2011. Um, and so maybe um, it's part of that. Um, you know, Perry, you were recently at Agile 2011. What were some of the things that you saw from a community perspective that you really liked at Agile 2011? Um, wow, there was a ton of community. Just the way they they structured the conference was um, all built, really built around community. They had different stages. They had all sorts of different, um, uh, different specific, um, what's the word, like birds of a feather type groups. Um, after after hours events were with with various um, those same various birds of a feather groups and it was just uh, it was really cool um, from that standpoint so for people who maybe live in an area where they're not sure if there's a, a scrum user group um, how did, how would somebody go about finding a Scrum user group in their lo their local area? Yeah, so f so for us, the Phoenix Scrum user group, it, it's really easy. I mean, it, we're one of the top searches. If you just go out and search for Scrum in Phoenix, you'll you'll find us on Google. But um, since it's a Scrum Alliance uh, 
supported activity we've registered with the scrum alliance anybody can go out to scrum alliance and they actually have a find a user group in your area um, link you can look in your area and find a user group um, we have a website uh, phxsug.org and most most um, scrum alliance based um, user groups do have their own website and within their city yeah, and definitely there's um, I've noticed a lot of LinkedIn groups as well um, that ha seem to be regional around agile and scrum so I think that's another good place to potentially um, get plugged in as well as maybe looking at meetup.com and some of the other um, areas or even Facebook searching some events um, so you know uh, being involved a little bit in Phoenix Sug, uh, you know tell me a little bit about what it what it entails I think a lot of people may not have a local scrum users group um, and maybe they're a little bit afraid to make the jump to actually run a users group. Huh. Um, so maybe tell us a little bit about uh, what it took to get one up and running and then what it takes um, kind of on a, a monthly basis to, you know, what kind of commitment does it really take to run a Scrum users group and is it worth, worth your time to do it? Yeah, so um, first of all, I definitely think it's worth our time and I'll, I'll kind of back up to the beginning. And... Uh, I mean, anybody can just start a group, get some friends, start a group, and start, you know, marketing. Um, the, next, the next step for us was to make it a Scrum Alliance sort of sanctioned um, user group. And what that allows you to do is to advertise on the Scrum Alliance site, um, post your meetings there, and it also allows you to use the Scrum Alliance logo with... Uh, the Scrum Alliance logo with your website and so that's that that gets you going and to get a website and have some page where you can can post the date and the time and and what the meetings are in terms of you know the monthly work what we've done is uh, we have a steering committee and that's just kind of the original four guys that started we meet you know once in between sessions uh, once between the general meetings and we uh, think about what it is that we're going to do for the next couple meetings and we it's really about scheduling the next talk um, once you get the next talk done then it's it's the marketing and um, putting in a, a plug for Infusionsoft here we actually have Infusionsoft it's an application that manages uh, it's really made around lead management but that application um, we have a web form up that collects people that are interested they they just give us their name and address goes right into the database and then they're automatically sent the updates um, about every month about who's who's talking and uh, what the topic is and so for me to to manage that is just incredibly I mean it's like an hour a month now uh, once that was set up uh, set up the web the the form on the website to capture name and email goes right into the database and then the, the emails go out automatically and then we also advertise we have Yahoo groups and LinkedIn we, we do some other postings as well but it's uh, in terms of the actual amount of work during the month it's really I mean if we all get together then that's you know hour or so of generally pretty fun fun discussion about what to do and we always get on some sort of agile topic talking also and then there's the meeting which is uh, we run them six to about eight once a month 
So I think when a lot of people are trying to get user groups up and running, one of the questions that comes up a lot of times is uh, content. Um, how are you going to get speakers? How are you going to get somebody to get up in front and present? And are there any tips or tricks that you have for maybe four or five guys that are getting together and trying to start a group? Yeah. Um, first of all, usually those four or five guys are good for one or two talks each. So um, sort of get one to, to kick things off. Um, and what, what we were actually able to do, and, and if you're a new group starting out, it's, you'll probably have a, a good chance at doing this. We actually were lucky enough to get Ken Schwaber to come and give, I shouldn't say come, he gave the first talk. That was actually kind of a challenging talk. We, we did it, uh, he did it remotely, and, and so we, I think in the end for that one, we ended up with uh, holding a cell phone to a microphone to, <laughs> to handle the audio. Um, so I don't recommend doing a remote a, talk. A the, very tight inspected app loop. <laughs> yes, yeah, very, that's exactly what it was. Um, but uh, it's great, and and that if you can do that and and kick it off with a big name like that, that's great because I think we had you know, I don't know eighty or a hundred people at our first meeting, so that really helps you know get the word out when you st- and then and then market it. You know our our email list now because we have just have that web form i get like five people like every month that just sign up and that's been going on for over a year plus we you know we started with a bunch and i think our list is like five six hundred people now that 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 get the emails that say somebody's come you know here's the talk i I think another thing that we've started to do that that helps a little bit too is we've tried to make um relationships with the csts that are um, yes. teaching in the area whereby we help them promote their upcoming classes in exchange kind of at their classes they let their this, their students know that um, that there is a community here and that you know after they're done with training that a way that they can plug in to kind of go a little bit deeper is to um, participate in the group and I think that's helped quite a bit yeah that's a really good point Derek and it's uh, one of the things they love to, to come give their talk I mean they're looking at you know, 20, 40 new people potentially, and it's also easy to get them, relatively easy to get them to, to cough up a free CSM, uh, you know, uh, uh, certification to as a giveaway, and that's always nice to, to have too. I think, I think something else that helps too that I've seen that you guys have been doing for the last few meetings is having retrospectives at the end of each one so that the people who attend the Scrum User Group actually get a say in how it's going to continue and what pieces to keep and what pieces to uh to to throw out said it's not you guys guessing at what we as the attendees want but actually listening to our feedback yeah yeah i'd agree that's that's something that that we've we've incorporated actually relatively recently and uh it's you know it's, it's really working out well everybody likes it so in speaking about the user group is there any uh any downfalls that you've had over the last you know year plus and anything that you'd recommend no, no. There's there's really no downfalls. The only, uh, I mean, the only challenge is, is that every once in a while you'll end up where you have a month like where you don't have somebody scheduled, and that always feels like oh we got to do something we got to do something. But but like I said, if you start with that that core set of guys, and and as you start branching out, if you let people know that uh, you're looking for speakers, uh, I mean. 
we we always have somebody who who wants to speak and and there's so many topics out there on i mean just on fun stuff on games on um just all the topics available we always we always end up getting it you know it's not always a big name or a cst but we always get it and you know it's funny because a lot of those turn out to be really the good the, the really good ones because you end up talking about kind of you know something that local people want to hear and it's it's not a canned talk from a, a cst it's 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 real yeah, I would say, you know, uh, two of the best uh, scrum groups I've been to um, were when uh, the presenter was more of a facilitator and just uh, letting kind of questions come from the audience and then letting the audience talk about those questions. And I, I think you got some very real, you know, uh, scenario-based uh, takeaways, and I think people got really, really engaged. So I'd really encourage, even if you don't have a speaker, just getting other practitioners together um, in, in talking in the format is extremely beneficial. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, any meeting, you can get however many people, five, five people, and say, let's build a backlog of five or ten things to talk about and prioritize the backlog and pick the first one and start talking about it. And, and you're right. We've done that probably three, four times over the last uh, year or so, and those turn out to be really good talks. Any final thoughts or questions? Not for me. So you had mentioned earlier a little bit about open spaces, and I think you were talking about the, the SoCal one, and I think there's a few other open spaces. And I think that if you can find one that's in your area and attend that, that is a really great way where you're almost forced into meeting a whole bunch of people that yeah. are active. And that's where you're going to find out where all the best Scrum user, where all the best user groups are, and you're going to meet a whole bunch of friends where maybe you find out that there isn't one in the area, and you you almost get a group of friends that day to start one if that's what you decide to do. So I think that's a really great way to get us started. Yeah. yeah, and there's definitely one in Southern California. Usually there's one in Northern California, and then there's one that is in the Pacific Northwest that alternates between uh, Portland and Seattle every uh, winter, every February. Um, uh, all of them really great uh, opportunities. Yeah. And, and I was just going to kind of uh, add to that also. Get, just get out there. Uh, all those user groups... Um, go to go to conferences, go to open spaces, other user groups that are related that, that aren't even necessarily agile user groups. If you go to those groups, you'll meet people and you'll be surprised because there's lots of people going to non-agile, non-scrum user groups that are actually really interested in agile and scrum and, and those technologies. Yeah. So um, one of the things that the Phoenix Scrum User Group is doing um, in accordance with uh, kind of the Scrumcast is uh, we're publishing interviews after every, uh, every one of our uh, meetings, um, and they're available on iTunes uh, as part of this podcast. Um, so I think it gives you a little idea of who attends uh, user groups and the kind of stuff that is important to them and makes them tick. And uh, we'd love for you to share what your Scrum User Group is doing if you've got one as well. Um, and thanks for joining us, Perry, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks. Hi, this is Mark Rabin from leanblog.org. I'm looking forward to being a future guest on Scrumcast, but you can also listen to my podcast if you go to leanpodcast.org. I cover lean from a pretty broad perspective, including manufacturing, healthcare, and startups and software. You can listen to podcasts that I've done 
with Eric Reese, um, with Brent Cooper and Patrick Vlaskovitz on um, customer development. So you can find all of these on iTunes if you search for Lean Blog or go to leanpodcast.org.